welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. First of all, I just want to honour Chris and Ruth. Um, can I tell you from experience, pastoring is not an easy gig, and and to have done that for 20 plus years is is incredible. And um, yeah, it's it's just not easy. They've been incredibly generous to us, and we're very very grateful for their hospitality and love. You know, the body of Christ is a diverse body. It's made up of many parts. Uh, we're not just a knee or a leg or a foot or a nose. We, we need each other and that diversity is an important part. Some people think that unity is about uniformity, but it's actually about diversity coming together and actually recognising what we each carry that's different that we need in the whole. And, you know, the First Nation voice has been suppressed for 200 years and God is beginning to raise it up. And there's something about the First Nation voice that when they come to the table... Um, what they bring is unique. You know, their, their commitment to family, their ability to see in the spirit realm, their understanding of the land and connection to land is unique. And, you know, when they, their voice is heard, when their voice rises up and is heard amongst the other voices that make up this nation, it, it brings a unique contribution that the body of Christ needs in this nation. And that voice is beginning to arise and it's beginning to arise through people like Katie. Katie has been, had many firsts and been a spearhead in many areas. And, and she's the first to be actually commissioned as a prophet by the Australian Prophetic Council. And, and we're beginning to see the voice of the First Nations arise. So I just want to honour my wife and, and just open your heart to what she has to say. God bless. Thank you, my gracious, kind husband. Well, it's an awesome privilege to be here. I was praying in um, Pastor Chris's office before the service and I just felt like there was an upsurge of like a former reign, a former glory and an and outpouring as well. And I thought, ooh, that's interesting, Lord. And then we come in here and we begin to sing about the glory of the Lord and open the eyes of our understanding so that the glory will, will fall. And Haggai 2.9 says, Haggai 2.3 says, Who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look now? It is Haggai 2.9. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Amen. Get, let's get that in our spirit right from the get-go today. Says the Lord Almighty, and in this place I will grant peace declares the Lord Almighty. So whatever is stirring in your heart that's taking you away from the presence of God right now that might be trying to come and, and steal your thoughts, just give it to him because there's peace that's coming upon you because he's about to release something today. I'm not quite sure what it is, but we will see. <laughs> we will see. The, the other thing was, um, whew, we were singing, the one who was and is and is to come. When we kept seeing that, it broke through into a new realm. Do you know that your worship team are so gifted and they break through the glory realms for you? 
we need to just keep them in prayer and and just allow just step into it when they break into the glory realms and jesus so worthy of it all that's where it broke and we stepped into that so i want to honor this house and i want to honor pastor chris and pastor ruth for their sowing over many years we know the cost They've paid a cost, they've paid the price and laid down their life for the bride of Christ, for you. And we want to just honour that sincerely. Thank you. Um, Yama Malia, that means hello friends. With a grateful heart, I just want to quickly acknowledge the First Nations traditional custodians of this land. It's the dark and young people. Who knows that? Many people would. Yes, indeed the dark and junk people. I want to actually honour and I want to release blessing over the elders past, present and the emerging leaders in this land. And I want to extend that to any First Nations people in here. Raise your hand if you've got First Nations. Awesome. I want to extend that blessing to you today and to all of God's people the, because he's created you with a unique gift. I want to honour the gift that you carry whether you know the fullness of your gift or not, you carry Christ, the hope of glory, inside of you. <laughs> Amen. All right, Katie Dunstan, I'm a Murray Yinna, an Aboriginal woman from Walhollow Reserve. It's known as Karuna Mission, um, northwestern New South Wales. And my people are the Gomoroi people. So that's why I honoured the dark and junk people, because I've come across the border. Thank you, Lord. The Gomorrah is the second largest footprint in New South Wales and the Wiradjuri is the largest. And most of all, today we want to give all glory and all honour to the King of glory, King Jesus. Amen? Amen, because that's where it is. And I'm eternally grateful that God had his hand on my life before I even gave my life to him. That's the good father we serve. As I reflected on my life with the Lord, I can see that he has used me as a bit of a spearhead in, in areas. So by the grace of God, I was the first to be able to access a full education from kindergarten to year 12. Um, first to go to university and first to become a Christian. Praise God. He's just brought along many of my family members, many more to come. We call you fourth in Jesus' name into the kingdom of God. <laughs> and I'm so incredibly blessed to be spearheading along with um, another Indigenous woman, Pastor Ada Boland, spearheading prophetic voices of the land. We're on Facebook. We would love you to join us. Um, and we, we actually have a gathering online every second month, so you are welcome. Every tongue, every tongue, nation, tribe and language is welcome. In Jesus' name. Okay. So what he can do with a life surrendered to him is absolutely astonishing. And there's more for you. I want you to catch that today. There's more for every single person in here today. I feel like the lid's going to flip. The Lord's going to flip a lid. He's going to flip a lid off you to step more into your destiny today. That's the sense that I have. Because we serve an exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ever ask, 
think, hope, or dream of King Jesus. And Revelation 19.10 tells us that the Spirit The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And it says, do it again, Lord. What he's done in my life, he can do for you. And what he's done in the person's life next to you, he can do exceedingly and abundantly more, immeasurably more. Okay. My husband, Peter, and I, um, we, we have a heart to prepare the bride for revival, reformation, and transformation. And through a direct word from the Lord, he dropped in my spirit when we were praying in the new year, about seven years ago, two words, Nepal Himalayas. And I actually didn't know very much about Nepal at the time. But six months later, the Lord opened a door for us to travel that nation at a national level to be able to minister to pastors and leaders. He is amazing what he does. Today I'm going to share with you a prophetic revivalist message and it's, um, it'll be from a First Nations perspective because that's who I am and it's a message for all of us as we all champion each other to arise and shine and run for Jesus together. Put your hand up those First Nations people again. Okay, and put your hand up if you've got First Nation to any other nation other than Australia. Yep, <laughs> awesome. And, and for those who haven't raised their hand yet, put your hand up if you're part of every tongue, tribe, language and nation in Revelation. <laughs> Come on, so it's for all of us, all right? <laughs> Amen. Okay. So many of you would know that Smith Wigglesworth prophesied that the last great move of God would come through Australia. I love that you've written a prayer and declaration over our nation. Many people have also prophesied that that revival will come through the First Nations people. And the Lord has spoken to me personally to... Uh, about the fir- how the First Nation people play a significant role in the awakening of this nation. All right, and I'm going to share a little bit from that. But first I want to give you a snapshot of how the Lord used First Nation people in revival history of this nation. <laughs> so in the 1930s and 1940s, in far north Queensland, the Pinnacle Pocket Revival, you can look it up, online later. The Pinnacle Pocket Revival in Atherton Tablelands in far north Queensland. Um, Revival broke out amongst our First Nations people there and it was actually a direct link to the Welsh Revival in 1904 because there was a man who was part of that. And it saw many Aboriginal leaders that were raised up and released into their callings as leaders Um, at that time. Many came to Christ, there were miracles and key leaders like Pastor Peter Morgan stepped into the Matthew, uh, I think it's, yeah, Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, raise the dead. He raised six people from the dead because the Lord specifically spoke to him about it. Oh, and I just feel like right now that the Lord's speaking on that and he's, um, he's breaking off Breaking off, breaking some mindsets uh, to, 
that would think that that was a story in the Bible and it was for that time. It's actually for now. And that could be part of what the Lord is flipping the lid on today for you to step into. So open, open your heart, open the eyes of your understanding and open your heart. Yes, I see it. I see it on you, Craig. Thank you, Lord. Is that your name? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so yes, the Lord is breaking that, breaking the power of the lie that would hold us back thinking that that's not for now, it is, let me tell you. And it's going to be like from an old mind skin, old wine skin to a new wine skin. Anyway, I'll move on. My husband and I, um, we're blessed to have visited this Pinnacle Pocket Revival site. We went up there and... We stood on the site and I, I had this encounter where there was an upsurge of, of water. I could see it in the spiritual realm, an upsurge of water and it just shot straight up high into the sky, higher than I can see. And it was um, a very powerful time and, I, and you cannot deny the, the anointing, the revival anointing that still remains on that site. Yeah, powerful time. And the Lord was showing me, he gave me an understanding that he was showing me that there's an ancient well, an ancient well. And I felt like this power upsurge. I could see in the spirit the upward gush of water and it erupted from deep within the well. And I recently had a similar encounter when I was at the, the river in our backyard you know, a similar thing happened. But that says to me that the Lord wants to redig the wells. He wants to redig the ancient wells in this nation. Ooh. See, God never intended for the revival waters to recede or dry up. And I'm believing that we will see an electric convergence of these revival wells, the ancient wells and new wells that the Lord is digging around this nation to converge as one great revival that will sweep across the nation. In the 1930s and 1940s, the same time uh, as the Pinnacle Pocket Revival amongst our people, there was a revival at Innisfail in far north Queensland. And what happened was due to the war, the people from Innisfail moved from the coastland inland to Pinnacle Pocket uh, for safety reasons at that time. But they caught the fire. And after the war time finished, the revival time continued. <laughs> Years after, actually. Um, and, and the thing about this revival was that our people would tarry day and night, tarry day and night in the presence of the Lord, like in the tent of meeting, like just not wanting to leave the presence of the Lord. And they were speaking in tongues until the Spirit of God fell and the glory of the Lord would come upon them. And there were great numbers of salvations, healings and miracles that were taking place. So again, it's that, you know, it's that um, Matthew 10, 8, you know, that we continue to walk in. And we can actually walk in it. Mm. Then the 1960s and 70s, 
there was a revival amongst our First Nations people on the northern tablelands of New South Wales. And that was in Tinga and in Varela and actually went up to Tumala, Bogabilla and Tabulum as well. And that there, there were daily meetings that would go on every day for years it happened and the old people there still talk about it we go out there and they've got the stories they're alive these 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 stories and this hope for it and 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 the intention of the lord to bring forth revival in the nation (laughs) then there was in the 1970s and 80s the elko island revival wow this revival spread through the Kimberleys, Halls Creek, Fitzroy Crossing, and it went through Central Australia, Northern Territory, and to the Warburton Ranges in Western Australia. Come on, this is a lot of land in our nation that the Lord has already broken. He's broken the ground across our nation. The Warburton community, there were about a 1,000 people there and almost every single one of them was saved. (laughs) He sweeps through communities. He sweeps through cities. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Oh, and it went to... um, throughout the gold fields in Kalgoorlie, in Western Australia, even down to South Australia and parts of New South Wales. The effects of this revival were still being felt in the Pilbara many years later in the 1990s. And a great part of the nation has had revival fire on it. So remember the, spirit of, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus did this. Do it again. Yeah, thank you, Lord. What does revival look like? Well, in one of the things about the Pinnacle Pocket and the Innisfail revival through the First Nations people was the deep travail. I think he's going to um, set some people into a deep travail. People who might not have even thought that they've had um, a prayer unction. What's your name? Haley. Yeah, I think, Haley, that the Lord's going to take you into a deeper place of prayer, the deeper, the secret place, the secret place, and that's where he's going to download to you decrees and the word of the Lord to speak, to speak out over um, your community and to speak out over the nation. Join with um, your pastor, Ruth, here. She's got this, this gift on her life where she's speaking it out. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yes, and um, Rodney Minicon was, um, he tells of his father, Pastor Sterling Minicon, who was involved in in the revival. Um, And so you can see that there's a generational effect for a revival. There's generational blessings and generational revival to come forth in this nation. Mm. And he would tell us about the women who would travail and travail until the Lord would move upon them. What are the effects? Well, the effects of the Elko Island revival was not only the deep love and insatiable hunger for the word of God, um, they've actually got the word of God in, in lingo, in their language. 
Yes, we're talking to some people who, who are doing that at the moment. But it changed the landscape of the country. There, in our traditional culture, there was like payback where people spear you for wrongdoing. Well, that stopped. This is how the Lord changed the landscape of the nation. Payback stopped and forgiveness began to rule in the hearts of the people. There were the, um, the health facility shut down because God was miraculously healing people. The, the pub shut down because people no longer needed to medicate their pain through alcohol, but because the Lord was doing great inner healing and deliverance. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'll just share a quick story about the revival at Elkhoa Island. There, the men would gather at night around the campfire and one of the men was compelled. He picked up a stick. He picked up a stick and he began to run with it from the fire. So you can imagine the campfire, this is in open air, so it was a big campfire, picked up the stick and he began to run with it. And he was being led by the Spirit of the Lord. And the, these people, they knew, they had the revelation that the Lord was saying, I want you to take this fire to the nation, the fire of God to the nation. And that's what they did. We already spoke about the different parts of the country they went to. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I'll just share, I feel like there's an intergenerational baton of honour that's being released to the nation at the moment. And when I saw it, this baton of honour had distinct markings on it and I knew that it had ancient revelation and um, testimony of Jesus and, and it was being handed to us. So I believe that that's taking place across the nation. Open your heart because God may want to release a button of honour to you today. And we know he, he was speaking, me, speaking to me from um, Hebrews 11, verse 39 and 40. And it says, These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together... With us, would they be made perfect? So the, the, we've got heroes of faith that are in the cloud of witnesses that have got anointings on their life and they have not seen the full fulfilment of the promise. But it, they, that can be fulfilled through us, through our children, our children's children. It's an intergenerational baton of honour that's being placed in, in our hands. All the advancement of past generations and the heroes of faith in the great cloud of witnesses are being handed to us and to, to continue to advance the kingdom of God and to see the fulfilment of promises. Okay, uh, by, the, by the miraculous hand of God, my husband and I have been invited to go up to Elko Island and it's not by chance that this is all happening at the same time, that your pastors have faithfully been sowing seeds of revival and opening the eyes of our understanding for revival for our nation and stirring up and stoking up the revival fires in you. And we get to go up to Elkoa Island. Uncle Maritja, um, 
who's now an elder in the community, he was a child during this Elko Island revival. So he carries it in his spirit. And he got a hold of my book and then contacted us and asked, would we come? And it's like, thank you, Jesus. This is awesome. So we, um, yeah, we'll be going up there in September is the plan. And Elko Mob are praying for it right now and they're praying for the ancient wells to be re-dug and the revival fires to be stoked. So join your heart in prayer for that because we believe the Lord is moving upon it. If, if you felt led to, to pray for us in that, then, then pray, pray for us, pray for all of us and what God's doing. Thank you, Jesus. So that's a brief snapshot of, of the revival history amongst First Nations Australia. But let me share what, what I, as a First Nations woman, believe the Lord is releasing and saying to us in this hour. And I'll speak to you from um, how the Lord speaks to me and the encounters that I have. And I'll give you the revelation that the Lord's revealed. So God spoke a prophetic word to me out of Hebrews 12, 29. And it says, for I am a consuming fire. Ooh, for our God is a consuming fire. And I was in my lounge room and I was sitting on the floor and I was just worshipping, travailing for our nation. And I was in travail, I was actually on the floor and then I, in the spiritual realm I saw two legs and, well, two feet it was, I saw two feet and the hem of a garment and I looked up and it was Jesus, it was Jesus right there in my lounge room. So I was encountering the Lord at the time. He leaned down. And he took my face in his hands like that. And he began to blow. And as he blew on me, I became kindling in his hand. And I just erupted into a fully blown campfire. Um, and then he took me up high with him. And he, we were looking down on the nation of Australia. And just like he did with me, he leaned down over our nation and he began to blow. <laughs> he began to blow on this continent. And as he blew, the landscape became kindling, surrendered under the breath of God. And in a split second it ignited and the land combusted into a, a striking campfire. So the Lord is wanting to to set this nation ablaze for Jesus. That's when he said to me, for I am a consuming fire, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord from Zechariah um, 4, 6. Yes. So I believe that those that are set ablaze with this flame will enter into a greater measure of the John 14, 12 greater works than he and it'll be like a power surge of works and launch from the shoulders of Matthew 10 8 which is raise the sick um, heal the sick raise the dead cleanse the lepers and cast out demons 
So I believe in Australia we'll begin to see those spot fires flame into revival fires that, are, that will bring reformation to our nation. We will see gatherings small and large in campfire settings, indoors and outdoors. And they will be revival fire houses. Actually, it's, it's started, it's begun. These sorts of things are beginning to happen out in Arnhem Land and different places. Glory City are experiencing revival fires at the moment and lots of the, the Matthew 10, 8. Mm. These campfire gatherings will be marked with the fiery encounters with Jesus and manifestations of the miracles. So, and it will be as the flaming word of God is sent forth from the living sacrifices. Do we have any living sacrifices in here today? Come on, yes we do. I believe out of Australia is rising a new breed of the burning ones. If you want to be part of that new breed of the burning ones, then seek after him with an insatiable hunger. For great, and, and it will be to, he will use some of you to confront the, and conquer the kingdoms of this world. And Haggai chapter 2 verses 21 to 23 speaks of that. Um, but I want to say right here that for greater is he in me than he who is in the world. It's 1 John 4, 4 for that. And he turns everything that was meant for evil around for good. Whatever was meant for evil over this nation, whatever was meant for evil, he will turn around for good. He's begun to turn it around for good. There's a turnaround anointing on this nation. He's turning it around for good. He's good in his glory. And in him we decree that no weapon formed against us and our nation will prosper. And I heard the Lord say these words. He said, hot houses of heaven. (laughs) They will be the environments where people will encounter Jesus and they will become hot for him and and pursue him, hot pursuit of him. They will be. And they will combust and and cause other flames to to catch as the spirit of God breathes. The flame will spread like wildfire and the word of God. I hear the Lord say, and I've written it in my book, Australia, you are my burning one. It has now begun. And today I'm going to release two prophetic keys that the Lord has given me that that actually shows how um, that the First Nations people will play a significant role in the awakening of the nation and unlock this fiery move of God. In this new era. Key number one. The Lord said, come forth. He was speaking to the First Nations people of the land. And it was about them stepping up into who they are in Christ and becoming part of the vast army of the Lord. The Lord supernaturally took me to the centre of our nation Australia and he sat me in the red dust and I was sitting in like be still and know that I am God I was sitting in that stillness and deep in the presence and right there in holy awe with my spiritual ears I heard a rumbling roar coming from deep within the layers of the land and immediately I felt and I heard the dry bones rattling in the land of Australia, the dry bones in this prophetic encounter 
represented the people of the land who previously had no voice. There was a new sound coming from the First Nations people and the sound carried great authority in the land. And it, with an, it was an Isaiah 61, 1, uh, to set the captives free power. And I believe God is coming to unlock and unblock the stopped up wells and the prison doors that have held our First Nations people in the land of captivity under a spirit of oppression and abandonment and rejection and no hope. The word of the Lord sprung up from within me from Ezekiel 37. It's 1 to 14, but there are, there are a few verses I'll highlight. The Valley of the Dry Bones. Here God said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. And the slain here are those that have been oppressed and downtrodden and with brokenness and wounds and and in sickness and in disease. And he goes on to say, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breathed, breath entered them. And they came to life and stood up on their feet as the vast army. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle you in your own lands, declares the Lord. Amen. And just where you are with me right now, just set your heart in agreement if you choose to. I'm going to make some decrees over our First Nation people. And I speak to the dry bones of the First Nations people across these lands. And I decree, live, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord and live. I prophesy, you bones are no longer dried up. You bones are revived and raised up full of life. I decree your hope is restored and, the, and Christ, the hope of glory, heralding life from within you, is restored. I prophesy you are not cut off, but you are securely grafted into the King of Kings. I release that over our First Nations people. Thank you, Lord. I kept hearing the Lord calling forth the First Nations people with, Come forth. And just as Lazarus re responded to the voice of Jesus calling, Lazarus, come forth. These bones in my encounter represented the sound of First Nations voices responding to the call of the Father to come forth for his glory. And John 11, verses 43 to verse 44, I'm sure you know, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let, my, let him go. Ooh. And I believe that we're, we've entered into a Lazarus 11.43 time where, where the Lord is calling the First Nations people come forth, both here in Australia and abroad. 
Your feet and hands are no longer bound, but free <laughs> to be the hands and feet of Jesus in these lands. Remove your grave clothes and come forth in the resurrection power of Christ as, and, and resurrect Christ as the centre of this land and the chief cornerstone of the nation. And I believe this is an ancient key, one of the ancient keys to usher in more of the end time move of God and revival and awakening of this nation. That was key number one. Key number two quickly is, the Lord said this to me, unity is the battle strategy of heaven. Unity is the second key. And I kept hearing diversity in unity, diversity in unity. How diverse are we here in this room? And 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 17 to 20 says this. It's in the TPT version. It says it like this. Think of it this way. If the whole body were just an eyeball, how could it hear sounds? But God has carefully designed each member... And placed it in the body to function as he desires. <laughs> but get this in verse 19. A diversity is required. For it, for, for it the body consisted of one single part. There would be no body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions but one body. So his heart and desire is for us to function as one. Just like in a John 17 verses 21 to 23, I think it is, where it talks about um, I in him and he in me, one with Father and one with one another. And there was, there was an encounter that I had that I'll briefly share. Um, I was with the Lord and we were looking over the nation of Australia and first he showed me a map of Indigenous Australia. Who's seen that map? Yes, it has many, many na uh, different um, nations, Gomorrah, Wiradjuri, different ones, Dark and Jung. And then he showed me the map of Australia, superseded on it as well, like with um, New South Wales and all the states and territories on it. But this is what he did. With that, he welded every border and boundary line together into one framework. And then he did this. He popped it off the land. The Lord was speaking loud and clear to me in that moment. He said, borders and barriers lift and shift off this nation. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, God. And I believe that the Lord is removing spiritual boundaries, spiritual separation in this nation so that the river of unity can flow freely across the land. For we share in one faith, one baptism and one father. Ephesians 4, 5, one faith, one baptism, one father. And I heard the Lord say this, Katie, I am reclaiming and reframing my country. I claim her as mine. I frame her as family. And the Lord spoke again. I am coming back for my kingdom bride without spot, wrinkle or blemish. Remove the blemish of disunity and replace it with my kingdom unity. You and I are invited into this powerful 
dimension of unity, oneness and family. God's called the church to function in, in unity. And Psalm 133 verses 1 to 3, there's only those <laughs> verses in it. <laughs> As I said that, I just realised. And it says, Behold, and how good and how pleasant is it for brothers to live together in unity. We know this. It is like precious oil on the head running down upon the beard as on Aaron's beard. And this is like glory oil. I feel it's like a glory oil that's pouring through the body of Christ. And verse 3 says, It's like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion, for the Lord commanded blessing there, life forever. (laughs) And the Lord doesn't only bless unity, he commands a blessing. There is no devil, no demon that can stand in the way of the God Almighty and, and his command. Amen? Unity, family and oneness is a combination that will unlock and break open the end time move of God here. And I, I want to ask you where you are. Would you stand? Would you stand together in unity as one? And we're going to make some decrees over this nation based on on the prophetic words that the Lord has given me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And I want you to be in agree. If your heart, you set your heart in agreement with it, then, then shout out amen as we go. All right. We stand as the body of Christ and we decree no more. Division in the name of Jesus. No more separation in the name of Jesus. We decree every boundary line lift and shift off this nation and off the hearts of the people. Lord, remove disunity and in our lands. Replace it with kingdom unity. In Jesus' mighty name, we are one, one body, one baptism, one faith, one Father that we serve. Amen. Unite and ignite us as your warrior bride. Fill us with your fire. Release the glory. Release the fire. Jesus' mighty name. Now, we decree it is the sound of kingdom unity rising from the land. And everybody shout, unity. Unity. Shout out, unity. 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 Jesus' name. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.